Hi, I'm Carl Payton, pastor of Transformation Church RVA. I wanted to take a moment and thank you for checking out this sermon. I also wanted to bring to your attention something that is close to our hearts here. While our team has prayed that this message would stir within you a desire to know more about Jesus and be more like Him, our desire is that it would only be supplemental to your faith journey and not replace the church and faith community God has called you to be a part of locally. With that said, engage with us over the next 30 to 40 minutes as we dig into the Word. We as a church, we believe that God is constantly moving and speaking. Um, not just in the preacher's heart. You realize that, right? Um, God speaks directly to our hearts individually. And uh, one of our elders, Woody Jones, called me. Um, we were talking a couple weeks ago, and he said, man, the Lord just set something on my heart. And so we're going to take a break from Revelations today um, to hear what God has laid on his heart through um, the word of God. And so um, I can tell you just from experience um, I don't know what's about to happen. Um, uh, anybody that knows Woody Jones knows that this is a wild card, you know? Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, i tell you one other thing I know is that Woody loves the Lord, and he loves Scripture. He's been an incredible influence on my heart and my walk with Christ. And so would you just, with your hands, welcome this morning uh, Woody Jones. Good morning. Uh, as you know, I'm, not, uh, I'm not, a, not a preacher, but God every once in a while just lays something on my heart uh, and just lets me know I need to, to, to get the message out. Uh, for whatever reason, I'm a little more nervous today than uh, usual, uh, so if you would be graceful and uh, say a prayer for me that the Holy Spirit would, would calm me down. I know the message is going forth. Uh, the beauty of serving the Lord is that he gives us everything we need. And we only lack because we don't ask. And uh, I'm certainly not afraid to ask the Holy Spirit to, to guide me and direct me. Uh, you know, when I talked to the pastor, I actually talked to him yesterday. And uh, you know, I said, well, pastor, you know, uh, if you get back and I know you're going to preach Revelation tomorrow, so that's, that's great. Just know that... Uh, you know, whenever you feel like you need a break, just let me know. So he, he texts me back and says, okay, good. He said, uh, preach tomorrow. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Pastor. I, wasn't, I, I, I was thinking, you know, a little later on. <laughs> so, uh, you know, be careful what you pray for. Okay? You might get it. So, uh, but aren't you glad we have a pastor that's not afraid to share this pulpit? You know, Carl's our, 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 our pastor here, right? He, he's the leader of this church. But this pulpit belongs to God. And a lot, a lot of preachers and pastors would, dare, would never let me get in there to start with. Because he said, I, I'm, I'm kind of a wild card. Uh, you know, I'm going to let the, the Holy Spirit lead me. And whatever Amen. comes into my spirit during this time, I've got an outline. And I'm going to go by that outline. But more than likely, I will deviate. So, so just bear with me. But I think this message is very, very important because I, I don't know anybody that sometimes questions what's going on in their life. So uh, thank you, Carl, for allowing me to be here today and uh, 
Praise God that his word's going to go forward. Oh, boy. You know, we're in this season of stress and anxiety and, and fear. Uh, I can look out here in the, in the uh, congregation and tell you that because there are a number of folks that aren't here because of this, this COVID. You know, they're, they're, they're scared. They're, they're, they're fearful. Uh, but God has told us that we don't need to have that. Uh, now, I'm not saying not to be careful, because I can tell you right now, I'm certainly careful. When I go into a building, I, I do what uh, the governor has said. I put that mask on and try to stay apart from people. And, and as you'll see, we, uh, even though we're here, we're not going to get but so close, okay? Um, it's not that we don't uh, trust God, but that's just, you know, the, the governor's told us that's what we need to do, so therefore we need to obey that authority. So that's what we're going to do. Um, but it all comes down to one thing. You know, uh, all of these things, anxiety, fear, uh, stress, that, that's kind of a worldview. So I'm going to tell you what God says about that in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord of all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So basically what that, what's that saying is trust the Lord and don't count on yourself. Don't, don't think you've got any control of it. Let's face it. We don't have any control of this COVID. We don't even know who's got it. You can walk around and not have one symptom and spread that to to. No, no telling how many people. So we, we don't have any, any control of that. So the Lord's just telling us, don't worry about it. I'm, I've got it. But he tells us we need to acknowledge him. And if we do that, if we say, okay, Lord, you got it. We know who you are. We know your capability. We know what you've done in our life before. Go ahead. And he says, I'm going to direct your paths. And he has only one thing uh, in comp. He wants us, he wants the best for our lives. So we can rest assured on that, okay? So now that grows uh, to the, what the, really the, the message is going to be about today. And I'm going to go to Galatians 5, uh, rather 6, 9, and it says, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So who am I talking to today? Well probably just about everybody, but just think about it. If you're a, if you're a parent, a grandparent, a son or a daughter, um, this verse really applies to all of us. If you're a, a, a policeman, if you're a nurse, you're a doctor, you're a caregiver, just about any Christian or any Christian, anybody that's out there, we're about doing good, right? Uh, I, th I think about caregivers sometimes. Everybody's probably had this experience in there, especially if you come from a family of more than one, okay? You say you have three or four in your family and a, and a parent gets sick. Generally, one of those people in that family will be the one that takes care of the, uh, of the parent or, or both. And, you know, you'll, it's tough. You know, anybody that's had to deal with uh, caring for somebody who has dementia or any kind of long-term uh, uh, illness you spend a lot of time, and sometimes you don't feel appreciated, you know, and, and it's just hard, and you, you get criticized, you know. We get, in doing good, you get criticized. Jesus was the greatest example of that of all. What did Jesus ever do to merit to be hung on that cross? Let's see, let's see what he did. He loved, he healed people, he counseled people, 
he raised people from the dead, and yet they hung him from a cross. So we're going to be like Jesus. We're going to be persecuted the same way. Those things are going to happen to us. And I, I think in of one particular profession right now that's getting hammered, and we have people in our congregation, I don't know if they're here today, uh, frankly, I can't hardly see any of you, which is probably good. <laughs> but uh, our policemen are really getting, getting hammered. Now, what, what do our policemen do? They're protecting us, right? They, they protect our property. They do all these things. I'm going to give you a couple of statistics today. Uh, so far in 2020, we have had 118 policemen killed. I have not seen one time on our media talking about that. Not one time. We have had 28 of those people were killed by gunfire. We've had 52 uh, through COVID. And we have five that were actually run over during traffic uh, situations. Over 400 since June the 6th have been injured since uh, does, you know, the uh, protests have begun. They're being spit on. They're being, uh, bricks are being thrown at them. They're being cursed. They're being, uh, I, I see things in the paper and they'll say, all police departments are bad. I disagree. I disagree. Uh, certainly we have some problems in, the, in, the, in our, our, our police departments around the United States. But I will tell you, the ones, the, the ones that I know and the ones that I interact with, for most part, these, these people are good people trying to do a job. And it's wrong to be categorized as all or bad. Anytime you, you put that word all in anything, you're, I think you're probably making a mistake. So what, the first thing I want to do is, is tell you, uh, if you run into a policeman to week, uh, this week, thank them, okay? Let them know you appreciate them. Um, they're, they're having a hard time. They are getting weary of doing good. They couldn't, can't help it. And the reason I can tell you that... Uh, Hundreds of them and probably thousands throughout the United States are retiring early. The average age of those policemen that uh, have been killed this year was 45. They've been on the job about 15 years. So they've been doing good for a long time out there. And now, now there's all this disrespect. So it would, it would be easy to quit. And some have quit. Some have uh, just flat out quit. Some have retired, whatever. Um, so, as Christians, the Bible tells us don't weary of, of doing good. Uh, if you're a grandparent or a parent and you've had to raise your children, I, I know for a fact I have four, especially during those teenage years, you will definitely get weary of doing good. <laughs> they, will, they will get on your nerves, you know. It, it's hard. Uh, I guarantee you, as, as lovely as uh, uh, Kirsten's new baby is it's hard you know she needs Carl to step in and, and help her and you know doing and you get tired and and I'm not saying that you're not going to get tired I'm not saying you're not going to get weary but what, what I am saying what this verse is really about is don't quit don't quit because there is a a, a reward waiting for you and it's also it brings glory to God Quitting's not going to bring any glory to God. And uh, so just remember that as, as you're going about this. And, and it's so easy, uh, you know, my lovely wife, you know, she watches the news sometimes a little too much. And uh, 
She'll say, what's the use? You know, it's just not getting better. It will get better. God's ordained it. It's going to get better. You know, I think about all the catastrophes we've had in this country in the last, uh, really, 100 years. How do you think the people felt during World War II? You know, they sent their loved ones off. Their husbands went off uh, from like 1939, really, to about uh, 1945, not knowing whether they would come back. And they had to keep, keep on. They had to keep on doing good. They had to keep on teaching their children the right way. And, and, they, and they, you get weary. But as Christians, we're called to keep on keeping on. And we can't, we can't stop. And I just want to encourage you that, that God knows your struggle. You know, he's not going to leave you. He's still there. He's still there. And that's the, that's the beauty of being a Christian. We know he's not going to leave us or forsake us. The scripture tells us that. Um, and, you know, just as Jesus was disrespected and, and, and cursed and all these different things, um, we are going to experience a lot of the same things, you know, and, and, it's, and it's hard to take. It's hard to take. And, and I can tell you, the Christians today are going to see that a whole lot more than I think in the, in the past generations because um, there's this distorted view of who we are. So we got to change that view, okay? we got to be different. And I know when I look out here on, on the audience, even though I can't see your faces, I know basically who you are, um, that you are different. I see it in your actions. I, I see it in how you support the ministries of this church. Uh, I think we fed six families yesterday at the food pantry. These folks needed help. They didn't want to be there. Can I tell you that? They did not want to be there. But we were able as a church because of you and because of God's great grace to give us resources that we were able to do that. They were able to be blessed. And we never let anybody leave there without a prayer. Acknowledging that it's not us, it's God who provided for them. And that's, uh, that's why we got to keep on keeping on. If that line gets longer over there, we run out of food, we still got to keep on keeping on. So um, let's not forget about that. I, I think about these nurses that are battling day in and day out, especially in the early days in New York, when just all they were seeing was death, you know, one right after another. And, and there were a lot of suicides as a result of that from those people who were, were dealing with that. So it, it, it's hard living today. It's really hard living today. But I, I, listen, if, if we're honest about it, it's hard living in any day. It was hard living in, in the 40s, in the 30s, and during the Depression. Nothing, God told us when we, when we uh, accepted Him that it wasn't going to be easy. Never was, a rosy picture was never painted. But he also told us that he'd be there with us. So, you know, our, our motivation from, from doing good um, really comes from being obedient to God's word. And we, how we go about that is really going to determine a lot. You know, if, if you're going about, have you ever seen people that, that go around and they're, they're doing good? They, they really are. But boy, they say, oh boy, I, I, this, this is tough. I'm, I'm, I'm really tired of doing this, but, I, but I'm going to do it. I got to do it. So I'm going I'm to keep on doing it. That's really not bringing uh, glory to God. It still accomplishes its purpose in a way, but it's not really bringing glory to God because you're, you're, you're placing the emphasis on you. And you're, you've got to be 
as hard as it is, you have to uh, have joy in your sufferings. And it, that's, this is totally scriptural. It's not just what I'm, I'm saying. How you react in these situations, you are being watched. And this is so critical. Everything that we do, whether you like it or not, if people aren't watching, God's always watching you, okay? So, but most of the time, people are watching you. And how you react is going to determine, might even determine their fate. Because the way you reacted, they might want to come to know something about Jesus. So he, God's using us to demonstrate what really godly love is. And, you know, it takes determination. It takes patience. It takes perseverance. It takes sacrifice. It, it's not easy. Folks, it's not easy. It's not easy to love. <laughs> uh, I know you can find this hard to believe, but it's sometimes difficult for Sandra to love me. <laughs> Who would have ever thought that, right? <laughs> my, my pastor's son in Alabama preached from this pulpit one day, and he said, you know, the most difficult, uh, Sandra has the most difficult job in America, and that's being married to my dad. <laughs> So, it, and that, listen, it goes for all of us. We all have those days. It's not always great. And, uh, but when we love like Jesus did, when we make mistakes, thank God that, that of all the things that I've done and all the mistakes I've made, Jesus keeps on, keeps on loving me, keeps on extending grace. So what I'm telling you today, ask for that extra dose of grace. Um, Listen, I'm going to give you an um, illustration today that, that I was blessed with this week. And I can tell you, I've been praying this prayer for a long time, and I did not see this coming, okay? Uh, some of you know we had a, an air-conditioned problem for almost a week, and my son installed it for us. Well, it was a part that went bad in the air conditioner from the factory, so it really wasn't his fault or anybody's fault. But he was in South Carolina. So, we're about air, 91 degrees in my house. I'm getting frustrated. I don't feel like, even though he's away, and I know he can't come back, I don't feel like he's doing enough to get my air conditioner fixed. Okay? <laughs> so, listen, anybody that's known me for any period of time knows that sometimes I react quickly. Okay? Don't say amen, Sandra. <laughs> but, but, Sandra's always coaching me, and thank God for her. She's made me better, you know. You know, if you have your spouse, um, they're there to encourage you, but they're also there to make you better. I, I, I dare say, Carl would say, that Kirsten's made him better. She's better. Uh, and Sandra certainly has done that for me. So I didn't say some things I probably, well, no. I didn't say some things I wanted to say. I said them in my spirit which I shouldn't, and I've repented, okay? So he finally got back. We had to stay in a hotel for four days, spent a lot of money that we didn't feel like. I tell you, Santa and I have been in the hotel in the last um, four months more than most people have been on vacation, and we've only been three miles from our house, okay? <laughs> because of uh, plumbing problems and air conditioning problems, Okay. And, you know, and this COVID is stress. We're stressed, too, like everybody else. You know, I'm not up here telling you that I've got all the answers to that. I just lean on God every chance I get. And, and he was so graceful to me this week for me to, to exhibit some patience. 
So, finally got it in, came over on uh, Tuesday night, I think, got everything working, we were happy. So on Wednesday, as I was doing the Bible study, and I've asked my son to come to church a number of times, I think he's been once, okay? And as a parent, you know how important that is to us. My kids will say, well, what what can we get you for uh, your birthday? What can we do for Christmas? Come to church. Have an easy thing. Just come to church. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't happen that much. So as I'm on Facebook and I'm looking, I see Rudy, which is my son's name. And I'm telling you, I almost passed out to be on a Bible study. That's, That's just not, that's not what he does. So, I, you know, I, I acknowledged him, went on and, and did the study, and uh, told Sandra, I said, I can't believe, can you believe he, he was on there? What's, what's going on? Maybe the rapture's about to come. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, five minutes later, I get a phone call, and it's my son. And... Uh, He says, Dad, you really did well. He said, that was, that was good. That, that, that just made so much sense. I'm proud of you. I don't know about all you fathers. You that have a great relationship with your son, man, that's, that's phenomenal. I have a decent relationship with my son. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's great. Uh, we've had some issues, and I don't know what that dynamic is. It seems like between mothers and daughters and sometimes fathers and sons, these things happen. But in all my years on this, on this planet, uh, he does not generally, uh, he'll make fun of me, okay? And I'm fine. He's a clown. He likes to, you know, make jokes and all that. But he doesn't compliment me. But for him to do that, uh, that meant more to me than anything, any man who has ever complimented or a woman has ever complimented my life. I'm telling you, that, that ministered to my heart. It was an answer to prayer, too. Had I reacted like I normally would react, flew off the handle and did all that, that would have never happened. He probably wouldn't have been speaking to me for a couple of years, okay? So God works in us. He's, he's changed me with the help of a lot of different people, especially with my wife, and, and taught me a valuable lesson. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm a slow learner, okay? The point of this whole story is God's grace is great, but we got to be more like Him. we got to exhibit that same grace because He's given, he's given so freely of it. And He will answer those prayers. So I, I'm going to be bold here today and say that you will see my son in this church. Amen. There's no, no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, if I got off on a rabbit hole, I, I just hope that ministered to somebody because uh, when we have talked to people about some of their prayer requests, people are a little reluctant to talk about family issues. But I can't tell you how many people that have come to me about prayer and said, well, I've, I've got an issue inside the family. I don't want to get into details. So I know we've got them, okay? If you don't, God bless you. That's great. But if you do, let that minister to your heart. God is looking for people who are zealous for good works. Uh, in, in Titus 2.4, and I'm not going to repeat the whole scripture, but God's looking for people that are, want to do good things. And they don't want to do good things because they're looking for acclaim or 
or glory or anything like that. They're, they're looking for good things to do so that they might glorify Him. That's why we do things, uh, do uh, the things that we're talked about. We are, we are demonstrating to people what the love of Christ looks like. Uh, you know, there's a great verse, Hebrews 10, 24. And it says, let us consider how to stir up one another in love and good works. I thought about a, a couple of people today, okay, uh, that have stirred up good works. I don't know whether they're Christians or not. This is part of the news that I like. There's a little girl in Minnesota named Olivia that's 11 years old uh, that saw homeless people here in the last, I, th- I think this was started in April. And she asked her parents about why it was like that. And the parents tried to say, well, what can we do to help those people? So she went out and, and started um, putting together some masks for them, for one thing. And then she talked to her parents, well, we need to feed these people. So she started feeding her community. Now, she's 11 years old, okay, and doing something great. One person can make a difference, especially you sitting in here and, and the ones that are online today. You can make a difference because Christ lives in you. You can conquer the world. You, know, you can light a fire uh, like that. And the other person, now she was 11, and I, don't, I may have this man's name wrong, but there was a man in England, and I think his name was Tom, Colonel Tom, I think. But he had a walker, and somehow they put something on Facebook, and he was walking around his backyard, and he walked miles and miles and miles, 100 years old now, and people started donating money. There was, I want to say it was over $10 million was donated for COVID victims. So if you're sitting here and you say, well, I'm just too old, I can't do anything. Nope. (laughs) You don't get that. We don't get to retire. We do not get to retire from doing good, okay? That's part, as a Christian, as a Holy Spirit, that's part of your nature now. We just have to access it. So we need to stir up those good works just like Scripture says. Matthew 5, 16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Again, we're being, we're being watched. People, people look at us. You know, and, and there's a funny thing. As, as bad as the world is, one of the things I've noticed, when catastrophe strikes, a lot of people step up. You know, if you see hurricanes, you see tornadoes. Uh, when Katrina came along, all of these people stepped up. Uh, 9-11, good people step up. And when we're letting our light shine, people will, um, will step up too. Because they're going to want to know the difference. Because we, let's face it, we live in a cynical world, don't we? I mean, how can, how can you not? We don't get a lot of good news off, off the TV, uh, a lot of criticism, a lot of you're either on this side or you're on this side. Well, for me, I'm on God's side, okay? And that's where we need to stand. We need to quit worrying about all of this junk, and I, I'm going to just give a word of caution to you right now. If you're on Facebook, do not participate in this political junk. If you're not able to build somebody up and edify them and bring glory to Christ, don't put it on there, okay? 
Just saying. A lot, a lot of problems on that. Um, my son down in Alabama just recently, uh, a guy did a big, long post criticizing him about all of these different things. And uh, it hurt my son. And it wasn't true because I know him. He's a, he's a great man of God. Knows, knows Scripture and all he cares about is kingdom, kingdom things. So, but, you know, he, he called me and, and we talked about it. And he said, okay. You know, you got to look inside. Is any of this, does it, does it resonate? Is it true? He said, Dad, I, I don't understand it. I said, that's just part, that's the devil reaching out again. So Facebook could be a great thing, but it can, it can also be bad. God has created everything, and he created everything for good. People pervert that stuff, you know, so we don't need to be a part of that. We need to be a part of the the solution not the not the problem okay so if you're not when you're speaking to people if you're speaking to a brother or a sister in Christ encourage them help them you know let them know that you care that's the way the bible says the bible says you will be able to tell my people by the way they love and i can tell you transformation church you're a loving church you you got a great message here your lives indicate to me that you're walking the walk. <clears throat> uh, great country singer Charlie Daniels uh, passed away this week. Uh, I heard a comment from one of his friends, and I love this comment. He said he was a fierce Christian and a fierce patriot. What would people say about you? Would they say, well, yeah, he's... He's a Christian, or she's a Christian. No, this is is a great Christian, man. That that brother, that sister, they're out, you know, doing ministry for God. They're talking to people about God. You know, they're they're bringing glory to God the Father. Uh, That's who we're called to be. You know, the Bible says if you're neither hot or cold, lukewarm, uh, God will spit you out. We, we don't want to be that. We want to be a, a, a hot church and be, um, be what he's uh, called us to be. But it's not going to be easy. You're going to have times when you, you'll want to give up. And, you know, when those times come, um, the fact that all of you folks are here today tells me how much you love the Lord. Because like uh, Carl said, there's plenty of other places you could be. But you're here because you didn't, you didn't come to hear me speak. You didn't even come to hear Carl speak. You came to worship God. That's what this is about. I'm not here to entertain you. Carl's not here to entertain you. you know, we're not here for the music. We're here to worship God. And there's plenty of other places we could be. And by, by being here, you're, you're really telling people what you think. I heard a, heard a great uh, story. And I want to encourage you guys, uh, if you're listening to the radio, on FM 97.7, it's called uh, Truth Radio, uh, Total Christian Station. Put that on your dial. Uh, there's a lot of good information that comes out there, and it, it's really glorifying God. Uh, but they told a story about, a, about an old man that couldn't hear anymore, couldn't hardly see. Yet every day, every Sunday, he got up and went to church. And uh, somebody asked me, he said, well, Raymond, why do you... You know, you can't hear anything. You, you can't see anything. Why, why are you going to church? He said, I want everybody to know whose side I'm on. 
Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Can people tell whose side you're on? Our works need to uh, determine. We're not going to get saved because of our works, okay? I don't want anybody to misconstrue that. You're not going to work your way into heaven. God gave us that free gift. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved, not by works, lest any man boast. But if you're, if you're a Christian and you love the Lord, you're going to want to be obedient and you will, uh, you will do works. You just will. Uh, I'm going to just make a couple of points that I've talked about here. Uh, others may see your good works. And the Father will be glorified. Christ will be seen in you uh, by your unselfishness and humility. One thing about being a Christian, you, you have to be humble. We have to understand uh, our standard is higher than anybody else. You know, I might compare myself to, to somebody on the street and say, oh, man, I'm, I'm better than that guy or whatever. But my standard's not, the, my standard's the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're called a higher standard. So I'm humble before that. I am just so grateful that he chose me that I might be a, a, a son in the kingdom of God. We need to maintain that humility. That will be noticed. There, there's too many people in our culture now that are beating their chest telling how great they are. You know, we, That's not who we are. And our unselfishness, the, God's given us everything, right? We know that. We don't have one thing that God did not give us. And you know what? It can all be taken away in an instant. In an instant. So we need to take what he's given us, share that, and expand the kingdom. Because you will be noticed. You will be noticed. And as hard as it gets, as when you're just toiling away and you're doing good, you're not getting respected, um, you just feel like it's almost useless. There's a, there's a way that God will use every bit of that. But we have, to, we have to keep on keeping on. You'll know you're a Christian by the fruits of the Spirit. When you have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All of these things are Christ-like characteristics. People need to be seeing those every day of your life. Listen, and we know we're going to fall short. Uh, we just do. But when you do, that the Holy Spirit's inside of us. We'll know it. I can tell you, every time that I do something stupid and do something that's not right, not only my wife will tell me, but the Holy Spirit convicts me convicts me and I know get on the right path I don't feel good about it I don't feel good about it and I don't I don't want my stubbornness to keep on I want to point out somebody in the today in the in the congregation that I have great respect for um, Jerry Cardilla is sitting over here to my right and uh, he may be our our oldest uh, saint in the congregation there is an issue with uh, Miss Liz, she says she is, so I'm not going to get into that, okay? <laughs> Y'all two fight that one out, Jerry, okay? But Jerry's got to go in for some tests and some things uh, on Monday, right, Jerry? Wednesday. Um, Jerry is a great servant of Christ. 
He could easily, you know, retire. But he has been, since he was saved, he's been serving God in a, in a mighty way. He goes to nursing homes. He plays music for them. He reads scripture to them. Uh, he plays in our, uh, you know, in our uh, choir. Uh, got all kinds of reasons why he would not serve, yet he continues to serve. He comes here today, and I know full well, I saw him uh, Thursday or Friday, and I could see the pain in his eyes. He had, he's got back problems, yet he continues to serve. He's keeping on, he is such a great example of what the lesson is today. He could easily get weary and quit. He could have stayed at home. Maybe I can sleep and I won't feel the pain. But Jerry, I thank you for your testimony. I thank you for your testimony. And there are others that are here the same way. And we need, we need to see those testimonies. And other people will see that. And, and God will be glorified. I want you all to pray for Jerry too on his next uh, round of whatever happens, the surgery and the tests. Please do that. So where do we go from here? Well, we go right back to the very first Scripture that we read in uh, Proverbs 3, 4, and 5. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. We can't do it. It's too hard. It's too hard. Don't frustrate yourself. And the Lord's watching. The Lord is so gracious that he doesn't make us do anything. He gives us every tool we need. He gives us this wonderful fellowship of, of Christians here to lean on. When, you, when you're not feeling good, you need to talk to somebody. You've, you've got friends here. You, have, you can call me or Carl, any of the elders, any of the deacons. Our deacons are doing a great job. They, they keep in contact with their families. You can talk to your deacon. If you need help, you know, if this thing has really hurt you and you need some help with some food, call us. Come to us. We're, we're here. God has, has given us the resources to, to reach out, not only outside the community, but inside the church. We're, we're here for you. But it all starts with trusting. You've got to trust the Lord and not, not work. Don't think you can do it yourself. And I'm going to read one more verse in uh, I love this verse, and, and Jerry Cardillo, I think this is Jerry's life verse. It's Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. I can't do anything on my own. I tr man, I try and I try, you know, thinking I can do this stuff. And uh, my wife will tell you that the four most dangerous words you can hear come out of my mouth is, I have a plan. She starts running when I say that, okay? My plans aren't too good, okay? And I dare say, I'm going to go out on a limb. Yours probably aren't either, so I'm not by myself. So listen, God bless you. I hope you've received this message in, in the way that it was intended, that God God's cares. And He knows you're tired, and it's okay to get tired. It's not okay to quit, though, okay? Don't quit. Thank you. What a word. What a word. Anybody? Uh, I'm not going to re-preach a message, I promise. That's every preacher's tendency, get up and preach a new message. Re-preach it.
But how true is it that we can become so tired and figure what's the point? I I thought that's so important. Um, But the strength for each day comes from Christ. Did you know that? His grace and mercy is new every morning. Every morning. This morning, it is brand new for us. Thanks for streaming this audio from Transformation Church RVA, located in Richmond, Virginia. For more information, check out our website at www.transformationrva.com.